Hey, this is Laura Whitmore with the She Rocks podcast, and I'm here today with Lisa Loeb, who is calling in from the road, this very busy lady. We're so stoked to talk to her. Hello, Lisa. All right. Hey, Lisa. I'm here with Lisa Loeb. Yay. (laughs) So, Lisa, is is today the the launch date of your new album? Uh. Say that one more time. You were breaking up. I was just saying, was your new album released today? It's actually being released now on February 28th. Ah, okay. Soon. Soon. Um, I was going to like, I was like, she's not going to have time to talk to me on the release date of her. Yeah, no, it turns out there was a demand for CDs. And so there was a a few weeks. We had to push for, for a few weeks. That's we were just good that there's a demand for CDs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, let's start by talking about the album, A Simple Trick to Happiness. Can we just talk about the title for a minute and what your goal was with that? <laughs> yeah, the, the title of the album is A Simple Trick to Happiness, and it's a, uh, a phrase taken from one of the songs on the record called Upside. And it's a little bit of a trick, you know, uh, the the title is a little bit of a trick in itself to lure people in to tell them that, you know, they're going to find all the answers by listening to the album, um, which it, it, it is definitely filled with wisdom and songs of encouragement to live your life and to um, be yourself and a lot of other things that you might want to remind yourself of daily. Um, but also it's a little bit, uh, a little bit of a tongue in cheek, but, phrase a simple trick to happiness because um you know we can't always have all of the tricks to happiness all of the time but i will say there are small things that you can do in life that make you happy happier throughout your day and some of them are big things like in the first song on the album i encourage people to walk away from situations or relationships that aren't that really really aren't working for them um that's a big thing or it could be a small thing like i just went with my daughter to a sale at Joanne Fabric, and that was very happy and exciting. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. So um, I love that, and I love the album, by the way. And you, you. you sound fabulous. So Thank you. I'm, I'm very stoked for it to be out in the world. So share, like, uh, why is it the right timing now for you to do an album like this? I mean, it feels very, well, like, self-assured and like positive. Yeah. You know, I've been writing so many family friendly records over the last five or six years and doing a lot of different kind of music projects that it was really time for me to get back to making a grown up record. And also through my experiences writing music for kids and writing music for family, I've learned to focus a little bit more to tell personal stories in a crafted way. And I feel like those are the things that, that bring us together. I play a lot of concerts and I, and I meet a lot of fans and meet a lot of people. And that's one of the most special parts of my job is being able to connect with people like that. And so to be able to do that through music and through personal stories um, was something I really, really wanted to do. And it was time to do it now. Also with all that's going on in the world and how upside down things are, um, sometimes it's really important to start with your own life and your own relationships and, finding meaning in that and, and reminding people that they're, they can find meaning in their own lives and treating each other respectfully. Um, and, and, and also expressing themselves that that can be a small way that they can start to help the world in a bigger way. Yeah. I like, I like, I love that. Like sometimes it just takes the small things to add up to the, 
to the things that matter, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, and I talk about the small things a lot on the record, you know. Yeah. I mean, I also but love they are how meaningful also. Yeah, for sure. And I also love how your record like overall feels optimistic, but it's not not all like sunshine and rainbows, you know? Like, no, no, no. There's you know. always you know, it's it's funny, things are all related to each other. I, I don't I don't know anybody who just sits and writes well, that's not true. I've done it before. <laughs> but but you know, I think part of the richness of life is acknowledging both sides of the coin, all sides of the coin, the downsides, mm-hmm. the upsides, the, the hardships and the successes. Yeah. And I feel also like, you know, as you get older, um, like, you know, that even when times are bad, like you have something in you to help you that helps you get through that. Right. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and literally it can be the smallest thing or it can be the biggest thing. And I wanted to capture that because I think a lot of other people, have that experience. I've, I know it. I've, I've spoken to so many people and, um, you know, working parents, people who work, people who've got different types of relationships in their lives. But I feel like people really relate to that. And, yeah. and um, we shouldn't downplay our own life experience. I think we should. There's And sometimes you know, when you talk with people, even when it's about something terrible, um, you feel uplifted by connecting with others. Right. Yeah, for sure. So can you share, like, one of my favorite songs on the album is the song Shine. And I was wondering if you could share, like, the inspiration behind that song. I really Um, like it. Again, I think um, when I got together with my collaborators, every time we would get together, it was was all about figuring out what's, what's number one in in my life right now. And I think when we sat down to write shine, um, again, it was, we spent so much time in my children's world of music, encouraging kids to be themselves and to, um, to remember that they have everything inside. But I think that again, one of the, one of my main goals for the record was to write the kind of songs that, um, that you take with you for the day. Like there are songs that, that, might even feel goofy sometimes that I listen to, but it just brightens up my day or, or things that, that make me um, feel more grounded or more creative. And I wanted a song like that, that someone might listen to in the morning, kind of like a note that they would write on a post-it and stick on their mirror um, to remind them of, of such a simple feeling that like, it's a very Zen idea that you have everything that you need. You, you already have everything. It's not always about acquiring more, being more, getting more, getting rid of more things, buying more things. Sometimes it's about being where you are and just realizing that that you have everything and that you can shine from that place. And shine literally makes you feel like you have more energy, that you're more awake, that you're more engaged, that um, you can appreciate things in the world um, and in your life the big and small things, you know, small things can get in your way or they can actually make your enhance your day. So. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's awesome. I wonder if there's, maybe there's wanted some songs. I I spent so much of my life writing really complicated songs and very heady songs and songs about relationships. And I realized some of the songs I love most are the ones that I carry with me. And, um, and sometimes when you sing something, simple and meaningful it it you you do carry it with you and sometimes those are the reminders you need 
Right. Yeah. And it can almost become like this sort of mantra, you know? Yes, that's exactly. Like, that's a great way to put stuck it. Stuck in your head, but also super helpful. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's, I just realized like, that's okay. That, that that's okay to have songs like that. That that's something that I want to do that I want to share with people because sometimes that simple piece of advice, kind of like the title, a simple trick to happiness, those simple pieces of advice that for some of us are second nature. Um, you know, sometimes other people need those reminders. Oh yeah. And sometimes we do too. <laughs> and sometimes we do too. Exactly. And sometimes singing, it reminds you yourself. So yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. So I've seen your live stream on Facebook or somewhere before. Yes, and Facebook. I'm like, have you played, have you shared any of these songs with like your, have, your audience in the world there? I haven't done it with Facebook live yet, yeah. but I have done them. I have played a number of the songs in concert. Uh-huh. Um, and also on Cameo, people have been asking me for personal messages on this app, Cameo, a lot of birthday messages and happy anniversary messages uh-huh. and things like that. And I have sung parts of the songs in their messages, and I just have gotten so much great oh, awesome. um, response. I've, I've had people, you know, come up to me crying and asking me when the songs were going to be available to the mat, you know, to, when, when is the record going to be out? I've had, um, people ask me if they could use them in their presentations, oh, wow. you know, like, um, can, can I have a copy an advanced copy of your song shine to play before my, before my talk in front of like strong business women, oh, wow. you know, like <laughs> I've had so much uh, awesome. positive connection and response that it's, it's, I, I have such great fans and, and people who really listen at shows and a great connection. So to be able to not only get that through what I'm saying on stage, but the actual music is, is really amazing. Yeah. And I think too, like, I mean, when you, you are so great at, um, being like, I guess, like articulating your words when you sing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really easy to be able to hear everything that you're saying and that like, Right. probably lends to that. <laughs> funny. I got a call once years ago, um, in the early nineties from, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, wait, who is the lead actor in red, the movie red? I do not know. Uh, you know, uh, he's like a famous actor married to Annette Bening. Um, hold on one second. I'm being asked for the remote. Okay. Hi, sorry. My That's son okay. just came home from school. Um, Bruce Willis, right? No, no, no. no. Married to Annette Bening. Uh, uh come on he was in shampoo oh my god you're asking the wrong person anyway <laughs> I'll, I, I never mind on that story I, whoever's listening is gonna be like what we'll you be like we'll be part. editing that up. i can google yeah. it let's see married to um, annette. <laughs> annette benning benning i know who's married to annette benning benning, benning annette benning uh annette carol benning is married to well it doesn't tell me beauty Annette Benning. Yeah, but is her is Warren Beatty? Warren Beatty, yeah. yeah. Warren Beatty called me once to, to tell me how much he liked my music, but especially because he liked my enunciation. <laughs> he could understand all the words I was saying. It's like, it's so um, rare, though, in the world. <laughs> but also, you know, I think as a songwriter, too, when I started out when I was a little kid, and especially when I was a teenager writing music, I really wanted my stories and my thoughts to be masked. I didn't want people to know exactly what I was singing about. So I would do my best to mask it. And, and over the years I've realized there's just a real strength to being able to tell a personal story and also a story that people can hear and understand it. Not, not in a, in a, um, 
just in a way that that is direct and and easy to understand and still crafted and that's something that's been a real goal of mine and that i've been able to really work on um while i collaborate with others because even the nature of collaboration where you have to talk to each other about what yeah. you're going to write helps you focus on what you're going to write and then and the story becomes more clear and that's something that's been a real goal of mine i mean you you're really good at having a clear message in your songs too so it works all around <laughs> oh good i've been working on it good it's job. a goal of mine so thank you thank um, you very much yeah and i also wanted to mention your guitar playing because like uh even when i was watching you on facebook i was like wow she's like she's got some really good guitar chops like have you um has your approach to guitar evolved at all or is it? Um... Yeah, I mean, I grew up taking a lot of guitar lessons. I took a lot of lessons with um, a jazz teacher from North Texas State in Dallas. Mm -hmm. And it's always been something that's a priority for me, um, playing guitar, playing instruments that are comfortable to play. I, I, I love playing my Taylor guitar. It's so great to play and so easy to play. But um, it's always been important to me, uh, the guitar playing, the, the chords, the structure, um, somebody recently asked me about being a performer. What advice do I have? And I said, don't make mistakes. <laughs> you know, you can make mistakes when you're writing, but don't make mistakes when you're performing. If there's something that you always play, you should be able to play it correctly. Yeah. So I'm into precision. Um, I'm into challenging myself musically and, and, um, you know, writing things and playing things that are a little bit complicated. I enjoy that. Yeah, that's cool. You know, when I saw you play live, I I get I was also like I love how funny you are on stage. Like you use humor in a really great way. Oh, thank um, you. And and you're like you have this very cool understated wit. Um, ha, has that sort of always been there, or have you also kind of developed that over you the years? You know, that's always been there for a few years. There, um, I had a friend of mine who was giving me some advice on my stage stage work. And she said, I was talking too much. <laughs> um, so I tried to start, um, off and on throughout my career. I've tried to, to, to work on that. And so I am at a place now where I feel like I do enjoy talking a lot and telling stories. It's kind of like my way of doing a guitar solo and, <laughs> and helping make each show different from the last. Um, when I played at the Carlisle a few years ago, which was a couple of weeks of shows in a much more upscale, uh, cabaret atmosphere. Um, I did start honing in even more on the craft of being on stage and telling stories and mm -hmm. talking a lot, but also doing everything with intent. So there's a lot of improvisation that happens and a lot of planning that happens. Um, no show is, is the same, but it's something that, um, it has taken a lot of practice for sure. Yeah. And it does make it feel really special and intimate too. Cause I mean, that's cool to hear that no show is the same because it feels like it's not. <laughs> yeah. No show is the same. And yeah. it's important to be again, to be there, to be in that moment, to be in that city, to be in that day. Right. There are certain stories that I feel like are fun to tell. Just like when I see certain musicians or comedians, um, I, there's certain things I like to hear them play or say, or tell, tell certain stories. Um, so I definitely have some of my favorites, but everything is, is always different. Right. Right. That's cool. So I want to talk about your children's music for a minute because yeah. a, my daughter watches a bunch of kids who are like madly in love with your music. 
Oh, great. And when she heard I was going to talk to you, she was so excited. <laughs> She's like, tell her how much the kids love her music. Um, oh, I love that. <laughs> but I also wanted to know, like, how did you get into um, working in children's music? And I started working in children's music because I had a real nostalgia for my own childhood in the early 70s. I loved the, um, the things that I used to watch and listen to when I was a kid. Um before there was so much focus exactly on kids, you know, we, we had early Sesame street, um, which was really based on grown up entertainment. Um, but we had a lot of variety shows like Carol Burnett and, and, um, Donnie and Marie, we had, um, late night talk shows yep. as well as, I know I'm from the same like generation Fernwood as you, so tonight, you know, totally with tonight, which is a play yeah. on a, on a late night talk show. We had comedians like Steve Martin, um, so there was a lot of heart and a lot of humor, mm. a lot of storytelling. There were a few kids' records I loved, like Free to Be You and Me, oh, which yeah. had great storytelling and messages, but top-notch production and writing and performance. Um, and also Carol King's record, uh, which is really Rosie record. Yeah, oh the really Rosie record. That was my so favorite. <laughs> these, you know, those two records that had top-notch performances by real musicians, real lyric writing and storytelling. I wanted to make something like that. I found as a musician myself, I've been writing songs since I was a teenager and a lot of love songs and things like that. A lot of love songs. I felt like writing in the children's music and family friendly world. Um, I got to open up and write about a lot of different things than I normally would with a lot of different types of imagery, different instrumentation, different um, styles and, but do it in a kind of sophisticated way, even when it was silly or gross, uh, it was a great way to, to tell stories. And it was very nostalgic for me. Finally, when I did have kids, many, many albums into making kids music, I realized kids also actually like what's really known as kids music, like nursery rhymes. Um, and I found that there were not as many simply recorded nursery rhymes as I would like. So I went out and recorded over 30 nursery rhymes and made music videos for nursery rhymes. Oh, and I started cool. my three album, um, run with Amazon as my exclusive label where you could exclusively get the music with uh -huh. Amazon. So with Amazon, I made, uh, an, an ABC's, I mean, a nursery rhyme record. I made an original songs record called feel what you feel, which won the Grammy. Right. Um, and then I did a lullaby record, which started getting back into the grown-up world. Almost, It was almost a jazz record with a lot of um, songs from a bunch of different generations, popular songs from different generations. Mm -hmm. um, but, but it really starts melding together. But anyway, I, love, I loved making kids' music because it was a different way to approach music, but still use all of my skills and work with great musicians and um, collaborate. I even made a summer camp songs record called Camp Lisa that had a lot of my favorite summer camp songs from when I was growing up. And even in one album, you get old timey songs, you get silly songs, you get songs with a lot of words, you get clever songs, sentimental songs. There's just such a variety in one genre. And when I was a kid, again, we learned when we were teenagers and even grown ups. So, um, it's just, a you get to go to a different place when you write family friendly and kid friendly music. Um, and for a lot of us, it's very nostalgic. Yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting because, uh, I, you know, when I, my kids were little, I searched and searched for children's music that I could stand to listen to with them. 
you know, and I yeah. found like they might be giants, have some really great yeah. stuff. And, you know, I think I feel like your stuff is kind of in that realm because it's super fun to listen to as an adult with kids. And, yes. um, you know, like you said, having that great production and yeah, know, it's just, just, just a different approach, I think is it totally it's sort of, it's a win-win for everybody. <laughs> I will say also my kids do listen. My person, my kids personally, they listen to a lot of music by a lot of musicians, you know, like I did when I was a kid, I listened to Beatles. I listened to disco that was on the radio and soft pop and mm-hmm. it's a beautiful day and the Bee Gees and Led Zeppelin. I listen to so many different things and my kids do too. So, you know, I think kids' music can be a way to, to bring up conversations with kids mm-hmm. about certain issues and values. I was so proud that Feel What You Feel won a Grammy because it really was about respecting your own life and respecting the small moments in your life and respecting other people and ha- respecting your own feelings, um, but told through stories and songs. Right. Um, and in ways that hopefully grown ups also would appreciate hearing those messages. Yeah, agree. Yeah, that, that's very cool. Um, one final question, because I know you got to go soon. Um, yeah. You're celebrating the 25th anniversary of Stay, I Missed You. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, did you feel when you wrote it that it was like a gem? Like, did you have that, an inkling? that it would be, I felt like I was longevity? proud. <laughs> I was definitely proud of the song. Um, once I started playing it live um, in front of audiences, it was definitely a song that people responded to. It was a song that my fans would request all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a, and, and it was a song that stood out when Ethan Hawke said, Hey, can you give me your song stay? Um, I want to pass it along to the people who are making this movie. Right. Um, reality bites. I think it might work well in the movie and I know they're using a lot of music. So it was a song that was standing out at the time. Um, in, in the songs that I wrote, but there were, there were a number of them. Um, so I had no idea. And it, it's so cool that that song was the one that became so popular early on because it was a song that has a really unusual song structure. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was a song that was definitely distinctly my style, which gave me so much creative freedom as I moved along in my career, whether I was working with major labels who sometimes are known for trying to change or influence what an artist is doing. I felt like those people always had a little bit more trust in me and what I wanted to do. And I had trust in myself and confidence because that song, the way I had made it had touched so many people and had gotten so much commercial success. Um, that, that it gave me that confidence that, yeah, you know, if you do, if you tell stories the way you want, uh, you, you can do it, (laughs) you know, it was, it was a great, um, the success was, was an extra confidence booster. Yeah. That's, that's very cool. And I feel like it still is like, just, it feels like it could fit into any playlist today. Like it's it's kind of, it does definitely, (laughs) um, the production we were, we were really interested in and still are, but, um, we made the record every, every, you know, every detail, sometimes you can't tell in, in music, but every detail, every sound, every lyric, every guitar note that was played, um, you know, the way the album, the the way the single cover looked, the way the video was shot, um, the fact that there was no edits, every single thing sort of worked together. Um, we were focused on all those details so that it would feel very natural and seamless. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. And well, uh, it's so great to talk to you and congratulations on the new album. 
Thank you. I'm I'm so excited to share it with people. I've really been getting such great feedback. So many people can really relate to it. Yeah, I really, I really loved it. I listened to it twice. (laughs) Thank you. And I I loved the event this year. We had such a great time. Yes, thank you. And we always love a tuner and a goodie bag. I mean, that's fabulous. (laughs) I know, right? You can always use another tuner. (laughs) Always. Another tuner and another capo. You've got it. That's right. But it was really, really fun. I especially love seeing Tall um, perform. She was amazing. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, she, um, I love her new album too. Like her songwriting is Oh yeah, very very unique, unique and cool. But seeing yeah. her live was like this whole other thing. I think even in her album. Yeah. Um, yeah, and especially really cool. if you know her as like this amazing bass player, and then you see her perform her You're own like, music, and yeah, it's kind of mind blowing. And she's so adept also at just combining like all of these interesting elements and her voice. You know. Yes. It's very very cool. Well, I was so glad that you could be there, and uh, it was really good to see you. Yeah, we really enjoyed it. So thank you.